It's been a good start to the regular season for the Milwaukee Bucks, and it's been done on the defensive end. We've got some numbers to bring to you on today's show. Small sample size, but nonetheless, very curious. And we have to talk about the impact of the big man, Brooke Lopez. Having him back in this team has been huge, and I don't think his impact can be understated at this point in the season. Then, of course, we have to look ahead to the New York Knicks. This is a team that will present an interesting challenge if you look at their results so far early this season. So we're talking defense and we're talking Knicks. Let's get started. Backs him down. Giannis into the lane. Giannis spinning. Fading shot. Up. Good for Giannis at the buzzer. Bucks win Welcome to Locked on Bucks. I'm your host, Kane Pittman. You can see and hear me on this show Monday to Friday and also find some of my work over at ESPN. And of course, we do thank you for making Locked on Bucks your first listen or first watch of every single day throughout the regular season. We are absolutely rolling now. Uh, Everyone's heard me over the last few days, if you are, are not new to this show, really pumping the YouTube subscription drive. And uh, we've been seeing the results. The subscriptions have been coming in uh, thick and fast, which we absolutely appreciate. It helps us out a lot. And make sure you leave a comment on this video as well, because that boosts us up. We get uh, more search results. People are watching Locked On Bucks. They're getting involved. They're leaving feedback, good feedback, bad feedback. Uh, We just want to keep the conversation rolling. And just one other thing that I've started, YouTube Shorts. This is a new thing that YouTube's doing. I think it's pretty cool. 60-second videos. If you have a quick thought, you can put it up on YouTube. You put the hashtag shorts in the description. I've got a shorts section on the Lockdown Bucks channel now. I'll do uh, post-game recaps, particularly on the weekend. If we aren't doing a full show, I'll keep uh, some content rolling on the channel. So uh, make sure you check them out uh, and leave us some feedback there as well because uh look i don't know if you guys are happy with the show unless you let me know you tell me what you want me to talk about but for today at least we are talking defense now i get to loosen up a little bit here today i'm podcasting solo which means that i've got a chance to run through some numbers and we are going to be talking defense the bucks right now three games (laughs) three games so let's not get too carried away a lot of this stuff is incredibly noisy to this point in time So we're not drawing any massive conclusions from this. We're just putting it on the radar, and we did this through the preseason as well. The Bucs right now uh, ranked number one in defense really comfortably. They've had great performances against Philadelphia, against the Brooklyn Nets, and against the Houston Rockets. So the defensive rating right now, 98.3. There's no question. If, If that held, they would be the number one defense in the league probably comfortably. We should note Philadelphia currently ranked ninth for offense, Brooklyn 18th. They lost again today to the Dallas Mavericks. And then Houston's ranked 26th. So they haven't exactly faced off against a juggernaut so far. But I think what we've seen has been highly encouraging. And I think a lot of the praise has to go to the big fella, Brooke Lopez. And we're going to get into 
uh, the impact that Brook Lopez has had on this team, but just some general numbers. So we've been talking a lot about the three-point line, the way the Bucks have been able to defend the three-point line a little bit differently, sticking, sticking to the shooters, not necessarily helping into the paint more and letting that one pass perhaps to the corner, the extra pass to the wing, the wide open three. We've been seeing less of that. So, so far, three-point attempts uh, from the opponent, the Bucks giving up 29.3, which is fifth in the league. Last year, they gave up 40.6. So 10 more three-point attempts. That was dead last in the league. So again, only three games. They haven't necessarily played high-volume shooting teams to this point. Houston, a little bit. Um, but we're going to find out as they continue to work their way through the schedule. But this absolutely marries up with what we've seen in the preseason. And it also marries up with what we've heard from the coaching staff. There was an emphasis to say, look, we know what we're really good at. Our bread and butter is the defense in the paint. But maybe we don't have to leave it to complete chance that a shooter like Grant Williams isn't going to go off and blow you away in game seven of a postseason. Maybe we can just contest those a little bit more. Perhaps we can trust Giannis and Brooke Lopez and certainly Drew Holiday at the point of attack to defend a little bit more one-on-one. I always think back to the postseason and uh, where the Bucs won the title and Milwaukee's always been such a great team defense. They've got elite individual defenders, but their ability to all be on a string, work together, and ultimately force the opposition into shots uh, that they want them to have has been an absolute feature. But I do remember... In the postseason, when the Bucs beat the Nets, and Bucs fans will remember this fondly, P.J. Tucker losing his mind. His head felt like it was about to blow off his shoulders. He was that frustrated with the extra help that was coming. He wanted Kevin Durant on his own. Now, part of that is pride, I'm sure. He's defended Kevin Durant a lot. But I think part of it was that he understood that oh, Kevin Durant is Kevin Durant. If he wants to get his shot, he's going to get his shot. We don't need to send two guys uh, as as Obvious as we are doing that because he's also a super smart player and he's going to make the extra pass. They're going to get a bunch of threes. Uh, We all remember the Jeff Green game in uh, the postseason there where I think he had six threes in that game. It was tough to watch. So the Bucs have got great individual defenders. There are some guys that have some question marks, certainly, but a bit more trust is what the Bucs need. Now, in terms of that three-point attempt number from the opposition. So a 10 fewer so far per game, only three games. One thing that is worth noting is the fact that the opposition is shooting 31.8% from three, uh, which is the fifth uh, best opponent three-point mark in the league. And by fifth best, I mean fifth lowest. So that's a good number for the Bucs. Uh, last year, they were at 35.6. So you ask yourself and you say, well, look, 31% is very low. That's probably going to come up a little bit. There's no doubt about that. Uh, particularly when you look at the wide-open three-point attempts. So this is coming via NBA tracking data here. So there's good and bad in this number. And when I say bad, you know, perhaps there is room for this number to move. But so far, the Bucs are only giving up 13.7 wide-open three-point attempts per game. Last year, they gave up 20.3. So again, around seven fewer three-point attempts wide open. So the overall difference in all varieties of three-point attempts is 10. So they've cut back on 10, but seven of the attempts that they've cut back on so far are of the wide open variation. And those are the ones that you don't want to give up to most shooters that will knock them down. Now, so far, 
the opposition is only shooting 31% on those wide open threes. So again, that will probably come up. Um, But so far, it's not just the fact that they are giving up fewer threes, but they are giving up fewer wide open threes, which is exactly what the Bucs wanted to do. And the wide open three-point attempts, dead last for the volume last year for the opponent. This year, it's into sixth. So this is something to watch moving forward for Milwaukee. If you want to cut down on three-point attempts, certainly you want to cut down on the attempts from the corner. And most certainly you want to attempt, uh, most certainly you want to cut down on the wide open attempts altogether. So, so far, so good for the Bucs on the three-point defense. But ultimately, where they've really locked down has been where the bread and butter in the paint. Brooke Lopez return has been a huge part of that. And I want to give Brooke Lopez some serious love after I talk about prize picks our great friends of the show here. And I've discussed prize picks before. Uh, I've discussed the idea of Giannis, particularly with the tear that he's on right now, uh, using his projections as a potential way to start here. And if you don't know about prize picks, all you have to do is pick two to five players. And if they score more or less than their prize picks projection, you can win up to 10 times on your money on any entry you make. You pick it. You want to go the over, go the over. You want to pick the under. Uh, you do that as well. There's no competing against other people. It's just you versus the projections available and entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's that easy. They're safe and fast withdrawals that can be used on the website and app and currently operational in over 30 states and also Canada. So download the PrizePix app or go to prizepix.com and sign up to play daily fantasy sports. First-time users can receive 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with the promo code Locked On. Uh, that's pretty simple there. If you deposit 100 bucks, you'll get 100 bucks. If you deposit 50, prize picks will give you 50. So don't forget to use the promo code locked on at sign up for an instant deposit match up to 100 bucks. That's prizepicks.com. Daily fantasy made easy. All right. Don't forget to check out the Locked On Sports Today podcast as well. Uh, you can hear about everything that's going on in the sports world, not just in the NBA, but across uh, everything else. Thursday night football tonight. I'm sure they'll be talking about that. I got no no idea who's winning that game. I don't really watch football, but if you listen to the Locked On Sports Today podcast, you will find out. There is no doubt about that. So check it out after you're done with Locked On Bucks. All right, Brooke Lopez. That's not. Let's cut to the chase here. Last year, the Bucks. Bobby Portis did an outstanding job. I'll get to Bobby in just a little bit. But they didn't really have a true five on the roster. They tried different guys. They tried DeMarcus Cousins. They tried our old friend Greg Monroe. And those little tryout periods were fun for a little bit. But I don't think anyone really felt that that was the solution to the Bucks moving forward with the significant concern that Brooke Lopez wasn't going to get back from the from the back injury, from the back surgery that he had. We had no info on that. The Bucs weren't giving anything away outside of they were pretty comfortable with his progress. So Brooke came back. Uh, yeah, I thought he was good, but he couldn't have possibly been in the greatest shape after missing as much time as he did. This season, he looks phenomenal. Now, he's playing 29 minutes per game at the moment. That's probably on the high end for Brook and probably on the high end of where I think he'll end up across the course of the regular season. I think the Bucs will like to give him some rest. 
They have actually got the insurance of Serge Ibaka on the roster. They didn't have that last year. I was surprised that Serge came back to the Bucks and signed as a free agent, but I love it because now at least you have a big body. You're not hunting for that backup guy if you need someone, you know, on a back-to-back or in a game where Brooke, you know, just needs a night off. But Lopez has given you 11 points. He's given you five rebounds. The five rebounds, don't worry about the rebound and numbers. He is just a monster on the court, which allows the Bucs to be near the top of the rebounding numbers as they have continually been. And then he's getting you 4.3 blocks per game and his presence in the paint is absolutely insane. Bobby Portis did a great job last year. Everyone loves Bobby. I praised him yesterday. He's so reliable. You know exactly what you're going to get. And he's also a really damn good rebounder, Bobby Portis. So last year, if you look at the numbers on the glass, they actually didn't really change for the Bucs because he is such a presence there. And Giannis is an elite rebounder, as we know. But where the Bucs really suffered was their ability to slow down teams once they got into the paint. Now, the volume wasn't high, but the percentages certainly were. So last year, the Bucs ranked fifth in opponent attempts within five feet. Pretty good. They were restricting teams. They weren't really getting there. But the problem is that they were scoring uh, with an efficiency of 63.8% once they got within five feet. That's very high, typically, for what the Bucs have given up historically in this era of basketball. That ranked 19th in the league. This year... They're giving up 26.7 attempts within five feet. So almost identical. One more attempt in the paint, which is going to be interesting to monitor. When you consider that the three-point attempts have come down, you figure maybe they'll get more shots close to the basket. So far, that hasn't been the case. But that opponent field goal percentage has dropped from 63 to 53%. And the reason why is because Brook Lopez is stuffing everything in sight once they get near the basket. So Brook Lopez is just being an absolute monster. It's allowing Giannis to do what he does defensively and be the best, uh, whatever you want to call it, uh, Roma, uh, freelancer, shot blocking, terrifying off- opposition offense. I can't even speak, but we know what Giannis does. He's a defensive player of the year, a contender every single year. So, uh, yeah, it was fun to have all those other guys that came through. We got a bit of a look at them, and maybe there was different things we saw offensively. But having Brook Lopez back in this team is just like it's like you're in a hotel, and you put on the robe and you say, "Well, this is comfortable. I'm in a hotel, hotel bed. This is nice." But then after you get back from the holiday, you put your own slippers on, you get under your own blanket, you got a little cup of tea there that you're sipping on as you're going to sleep, and everything just feels comfortable. Everything just feels right again. And that's the way, for me, it's been watching this Bucks team with Brooke Lopez and Giannis on the floor. If we want to extend this a little bit further, the connection between Lopez and Giannis, so, so far, and... You know, this ultimately doesn't matter because the minutes are so small. There's only been 50 minutes. But the defensive rating with Lopez and Giannis in a two-man lineup, 85.6, obviously that's insane. Last year, Portis and Giannis had a defensive rating of 107.1. And again, Portis is great at what he does for this team. But I do wonder if there is a, a, a limit of how many minutes you want him playing in terms of the identity of this team as a defensive presence. So that defensive rating of 107.1 isn't disastrous at all. And I think a lot of that has to come down to what Drew Holiday can do, what Giannis can do. And also lack of effort is never a question with Bobby Portis. But ultimately, I think we all still look at this team and say, geez, the offense, if you're going to pick a side of the ball that in the half court in postseason basketball you're concerned about, 
it's certainly the half court. This team's bread and butter is still on the defensive end. So I think having Bobby Portis back to the reserve role, and he can be a spot starter, but back to around that 22, 23 minutes per game, he can he can slide up for different matchups if you need be. But having those minutes split with Brook Lopez just feels like the the exact right balance. And you'll have nights like you had against Brooklyn where Bobby Portis needs to carry the offense because he's so talented. He can get his own shot. He can space the floor and knock down those shots. But ultimately, when the Bucks are going to be at their best, it's the combination of, of Lopez and Giannis completely suffocating the paint. And ultimately, a lot of the times, they don't need the help that's been coming over the previous years. They can do it themselves. They can protect the rim. And if the best shots that the opposition are getting are in the mid-range or that floater zone, it's okay. Because if you're cutting down the three-point attempts and you're also really minimizing the efficiency within five feet of the basket, you're going to like your chances to give yourself a real shot of winning the game over the course of four quarters and certainly over the course of the regular season. So Lopez has just been absolutely monstrous for this team getting back. Maybe it's the pessimist in me. But you really just want to make sure that he's fine. Like, let's not overdo this. He's played big minutes to start the season. He's clearly in fantastic shape. But Brook Lopez continues to be a humongous key for this team. And that's why it's just so fascinating moving forward if we project to next offseason what the Bucs are going to do with an extension. Because I've been saying this for years, for those that have listened to this podcast, the idea that you can just replace Brook Lopez is fanciful. It's a joke. It's comedy. You can't. You can't just replace replace Brook Lopez in this system with the way that the Bucs want to play. Two years ago, before the Bucs won the title, there was all this trade Brook Lopez nonsense. It was rubbish. I rubbished it on this podcast. Over the previous offseason, we heard all this stuff. You've got to trade Brook Lopez for, for Mo, Mo Bamba. Come on. We've seen what we've seen for Brook Lopez. You've got to have your fingers crossed that he stays healthy. I understand that he's older, but if we project after, hopefully the Bucs win a title this year, the Lopez future and a decision and what the Bucs do moving forward is just absolutely massive for this team. But full credit to Brooke. Love seeing him back out on the floor. Love seeing the combination of Giannis and Brooke Lopez just absolutely shut the gate on everything at the paint. It's been fun to watch in a very small sample size. We'll see how it carries on over the next few weeks, including a game with the New York Knicks which I'm going to talk about next because there is some interesting numbers with what the Knicks do and particularly where they're scoring early in the season. All right, check out the Locked On Sports Today podcast. As I already mentioned, after you're done with Locked On Bucks, you want to hear about what's going on in the sports world, including across the NBA, where tonight I just finished watching an overtime battle between the Dallas Mavericks and the Brooklyn Nets. Uh, The Nets are giving up a lot of points. They're also not winning a lot of games. But Steve Nash did not get ejected in this game. So we're going to look at the positives uh, if you're a Brooklyn Nets fan. But check out the Locked On Sports Today podcast after you're done with Locked On Bucks. Uh, Milwaukee and the New York Knicks. And by the way, I think, well, the Bucks were hinting some purple gear stuff. They've been doing a lot of promos with the old throwbacks. I always think of Ray Allen with these throwbacks that we see. So maybe the Bucks are going to be in purple tomorrow. But this tip-off is 7 p.m. Central Time at Fireserve Forum. Hopefully the Bucks have shaken off the rust. A little bit of rust in this game against the Brooklyn Nets. Took them a half to get going. Giannis decided he'd had enough. 
But the Knicks are playing good basketball. They're 3-1 and one on the season. Fifth in offense, eighth in defense. Uh, typically under Tom Thibodeau, they've been a, a pretty good defensive team. So that's not too surprising. But the offense is what I'm curious about. They're mid-pace for three-point attempts if we continue the theme of this podcast today. So not necessarily a team that either last year or early this year that you feel like is going to blow you away from the three-point line. So the Bucs will like their chances there. But a number that staggered me, and I must admit, I haven't watched a lot of the Knicks to start this season, so I'm not going to dive into their team like I know everything that's going on. But they're first in the league for points in the paint. They're scoring 64 points in the paint per game, which is a humongous number. The Bucs gave up 42 points in the paint yesterday uh, to the Brooklyn Nets. So this is going to be fascinating because... I've just spent the last 10 minutes on this podcast discussing the Bucks prowess defensively closing down and shutting the tap with teams trying to score near the rim. So that 64 points is going to be an interesting number. And then they're also second for second chance points. They're getting around 19 and a half per game, which is a big number. So offensive rebounds have been big for the Knicks. The Bucks have to be careful there, particularly because obviously if I just put two and two together here, they're getting those second chance opportunities, uh, not necessarily just from long rebounds from three-point attempts, which we see a lot. The Bucs actually benefit a lot from that. They get a lot of offensive rebounds at around the free throw line from guards cutting through off the long rebound. So Bucks have to take care of the glass and they have to take care of the paint. And I don't really see how the Knicks score enough to beat this team. Hopefully the Bucs can start knocking down some threes. Uh, Julius Randle and... Jalen Brunson putting up 20 and 8 each. And Brunson has had a humongous start to the season for the Knicks. It's been fascinating because I always describe Jalen Brunson as, well, he reminds me of Malcolm Brogdon. He's not a he's not an insane athlete. <clears throat> kind of plays at his own pace, can shoot the three. A little bit smaller than Brogdon, obviously. But I've always been fascinated to see how he plays. Against the Bucs last year, because if I just think about smaller guards, Typically, we've seen Drew Holiday feast on those guys. Last year in two games against the Bucs, Jalen Brunson averaged 37 minutes per game. So he played huge minutes, uh, but he only scored 34 points across the two games on 27 shots. So not efficient and not a huge factor uh, for the Dallas Mavericks in those games there. So Drew Holiday versus Jalen Brunson is the matchup that I'm watching in this game. And let's be honest, Drew Holiday will be looking for a breakout performance as well. He hasn't had a great start offensively, to the season so far. So we'll see what Drew Holiday can do in this one. Bucks and the Knicks. Uh, Milwaukee, the last undefeated team in the league, which is uh, obviously fun for us here at Locked On Bucks. And we're hoping that will continue. So back to back over the weekend, subscribe on YouTube or your audio platform because that's when you'll know if we're doing a post-game pod. On a back to back on the weekend, sometimes difficult to podcast, but if something crazy happens in this Knicks game, you can guarantee we're going to be doing a podcast. So subscribe on YouTube, subscribe on your audio platform, and you will know uh, when we are about to drop a podcast or when we do drop a podcast. And leave me feedback for this one. Uh, You guys and girls that uh, follow this podcast know I don't do the solo pods too often. They're a little bit different. I try different things and see how it all plays out. So let me know how you liked this podcast and uh, any feedback with the show in general. We're just getting warmed up for the 2022-23 season. We're all very excited to keep it rolling between myself, Frank, Justin, and Camille. 
So enjoy the back-to-back this weekend. We had no basketball all last week. Now we've got two games, so we're fired up about that. And uh, I will wrap it up there. Let's hope the Bucks are still undefeated by the next time you see my head on this channel. My name's Kane Pittman. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. We'll catch you guys next time.